Good morning on Friday, April 15th, halfway through this month. We did not grind out the profit yesterday as we've been doing, so our streak is over of winning days. It's not like it was 10 days in a row or anything, but it's been a good good month so far. So, uh, we, yeah, we split baseball 50-50, we split hockey 50-50, and then our tiny little parlay is a quarter of a unit and an eighth of a unit did not come in. So you lose the parlays and you lose a little vigorish, the juice on the other bets. So... A, you know, a small step backward, but that's part of the game. Let's move on to today. Let me start with the parlays today. We're going to take the Mets and the Dodgers in a two-team money line parlay at minus 104. And we'll take the three-team parlay, Mets, Dodgers, and a cross-sport Florida Panthers from the NHL at plus 166 for the three-team parlay. Those are all full-game money lines. Just win the game. Whether it's extra innings or overtime in hockey, shootout in hockey, whatever it is, take that. Now, let's get into baseball, since that was the predominant teams in the parlay. I'm going to take the Mets at minus 120 in the puck line. Now, why am I doing that? I'm, I'm, I'm indicating that there's value on the Mets on the money line as I'm taking them in the parlay. The idea here is the better value is Mets minus 120 to win by two. Obviously, it's not as high of a chance to win when you have to win by margin versus just getting the win. But there's more value in paying minus 120 than there is of paying minus 240 on the Mets' money line to simply win. There's still value on that game, and that's why it's being played in the parlay. Now, there is additional value and better value on a same-game parlay. Mets to win, just win and over five and a half at minus 115. Mets to win, just win, and under 11 and a half at minus 115. I'm actually splitting that same game parlay teased action. I'll do half the bet on the Mets and over the five and a half, and half the bet on the Mets and under 11 and a half. Why am I doing that? Well, obviously, I can middle it. Anywhere between six and 11 total score wins both. There's some risk that it's a low-scoring game because Arizona has trouble putting points in the board, runs in, runs in the board. They, and they've been deterring some runs as well. Their games have not been very high-scoring. And you got Massett on, uh, Bassett on the mound with the Mets, and he's going to do well today, I think. So we'll mitigate the risk by taking under 11.5 as part of you know, one of the uh, same-game parlays. I do think the Mets could easily score six today themselves, to be quite honest. Therefore, the over five and a half is also a play. Moving on, I do like the Yankees over Baltimore. I'm not paying the juice in there. The juice in that is uh, minus 215 approximately. Currently, I'll take the run line, minus one and a half, minus 125. And I'll take a same game parlay Yankees. Money line, so just win the game and over six and a half at minus 110. So, and I like that better again because you can just win by one, you don't have to win by margin. Your double edged sword, there, of course, beating the drum there is obviously you have to get the other side of the bet being the over six and a half. However, the game is at nine currently, it is down from nine and a half, so a little bit of money taking it under. But all we need is seven in this to take it and at minus 110. I like that. Milwaukee and St. Louis. I'm going to go with Milwaukee and over five and a half in the same game parlay at plus money. That is the best value in that play because if you want to take Milwaukee on their own, it's minus 160. That's not bad. 
And I certainly like Freddie Peralta over Miles Mikolas, but I don't like him enough at home here to pay minus 160. I really don't. Uh, if you can't play same-game parlays, I don't think you can go wrong taking Milwaukee, but I don't find enough value in there myself to take it, so I would pass myself. If, if, you, don't, if you don't like the same-game parlays and you're already leaning Milwaukee, then I would encourage you to take Milwaukee if you like it on your own, but I wouldn't recommend that out of the blue you take Milwaukee if it's not a game you already liked because of the amount of juice. That's why. Obviously, I'm taking Milwaukee in the same game parlay, but I'm tying it in with get six or more runs in it, plus 110, and that's the only way I want to play it. I look at this game as 9.19. I have 4.99 on Milwaukee, 4.2 on St. Louis. I don't find that to be quite enough, like I said, to take a minus 160, but I do find that to be enough when you mix it in with the five and a half. All right. Dodgers and the Reds. That's the final baseball game. I like that this is a winner from yesterday. At the Dodgers and over six and a half. We're going to do the same exact thing today. Dodgers and over six and a half at minus 125. So we're paying a little bit of juice, but the alternative is to take the Dodgers at minus 250 on the money line. So by tying in the over six and a half, you cut the juice in half. And I do think this is an easy over. I have the Dodgers at 5.31, Reds at 4.04, the 9.35 total significantly and easily clears the six and a half. Let's look for that to happen again. You know, in that odd situation that the Reds pull off the win, then we're going to lose half the amount of money that we would have lost. All right, and that's a little bit of risk to get that security. Okay, let's go to the hockey, uh, Florida. You know, I like them as part of the parlay. I do like them at minus one and a half on the puck line at minus 105. Uh, there is certainly a risk for Winnipeg to take this. So I, I don't want to put too much money on the Florida money line. I've got it already in the parlay. And then I do have a same game parlay with Florida money line and over a five and a half, as I just mentioned in the parlay, as well as a three team parlay. And that's at minus 105. So. You could take Florida to win by margin or Florida in the same game parlay if you tied in with over five and a half and your risk is identical. I'm splitting the risk and doing half of the bet on each of those because I do I do like Florida, obviously, as I've mentioned three times now. And uh, just in case Winnipeg keeps it close, let's go over five and a half in Florida. Um, they're... There is some logic here to even potentially take six and a half because if it is a close game and it does go to overtime, there is no five and a half. I mean, there's no six, meaning over five and a half. You're either two to two getting to five or three to three getting to seven. Obviously, there's other scenarios, one to one, four to four. I don't need to probably belabor the obvious, but the most likely scenarios would be I think would be three to three and then ending up at seven. So you could take over six and a half and get nice plus money. And I say no harm, no foul. If you want to do that, that's a great idea. I want to mitigate a little bit of that and take the over five and a half just in case, you know, what if it's Florida five to one, four to two, you know, I, I, I want the five and a half, not the six and a half. I find that to be a better plan there. And that's what I've done. Then we move on to the NBA. As I've mentioned numerous times in betting sports, playoffs are more for spectating 
than they are for betting. With obvious exceptions, when the public has overreacted and moved the line too far, uh, and that doesn't mean you can't make money. The NFL playoffs were profitable for us here in the podcast, and college hoops very profitable here in the podcast. So that, that there's exceptions to every rule. But I start out with a with a uh, glass half empty kind of scenario with playoff betting, and I'm looking for obvious value where I can find the glass half full. Now, my leans in this would be to take Atlanta. By the way, I think live betting in playoffs is much more valuable than live betting during the regular season. There's a lot of line movements that way. I I would like Atlanta live here because my initial lean would be to take Cleveland at home plus the points. I would look for Atlanta live. And an almost play, an almost play, was New Orleans' first half plus the points because I do think they're going to start out hot. I really do. And so that was almost a play. I do think you got to look at the Clippers live here. If if the Pelicans do start out hot, I would look for Clippers to make a comeback. So I'm going to look for Clippers live. I'm going to look for Atlanta live. And if you really like the Pelicans, I would strongly recommend taking first half rather than full game or adding that to your repertoire of bets. They think they have some magic going on. C.J. McCollum's quote was, this is the start of something magical. So... He is a veteran leader on that team. I think they do believe in themselves, and I think that that should translate into first-half performance. I do think that Paul George and the Clippers, though at home, would chip into any lead that the Pelicans have. And if you had to, if you had to ask me to take a winner, I would say the Clippers win the game. I'm not comfortable saying they win by margin and cover that spread, though. So that's what I think. And obviously... We just hope that we get more than half of our bets right. 52.4% minus 110 bets is even money after the juice. And we're more in the 55 to 60% range. So obviously there's plenty of opportunity for me to be wrong today. Good luck though.